inside this hour. Our conversation with the coach, a weekly happening during the 5 o'clock hour, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of America's top accounting CPA and business firms. Make that one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms. World headquarters in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state. Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's West Michigan office in downtown Grand Rapids. Right off the S-curve, we'll get to a lot of... Topics with Michigan, Michigan State, the game last Saturday night. Spartans have Iowa tonight. Juwan Howard and the Wolverines aren't going anywhere during the postseason, so I guess they have the Big Ten tournament if they want to have a miracle run. Uh, The Big Ten has been up and down and all over the place. I'm looking at the conference thinking, yeah, okay, Purdue obviously is the best team. Michigan State has a way to finish out the regular season maybe as the second best team in the Big Ten. So if they win a couple of Big Ten tournament games, do they play their way into a five seed from a team that two months ago we thought had no shot at the tournament, wondering what was going on and Izzo and his staff and his players responding. Uh, Getting it done, Josh Garvey joins us in studio. I think John Beeline, we're getting word, his helicopter Beeline 1 just landed. Uh, He is set to join us. How are you doing, Coach? I am good, Huge. How are you, Josh? Uh, Josh Garvey, say hello to Josh Garvey. He has some questions for you today, too, okay? Good. That'd be great. (laughs) Yeah, we'll, We'll get to those. I think the biggest question is right now, What's going on with Michigan basketball, John? And we'll start with you. Uh, They show life. They've done it in two straight games against Michigan State where they shot lights out. The score at halftime wasn't indicative of where I thought the game would go both times. State did pull away. Uh, Your thoughts on the current state of Michigan basketball? Well, that's that's a tough one for me to even comment on, but I do know that they are better than their record. Um, and you could see that for half a basketball all year long, they've been as good as probably anybody uh, in one half, the first half, the second half. But putting those two halves together has been so hard for them. And uh, it just doesn't get easier as it goes along here either. So there's a lot to winning in the Big Ten. And uh, if you have weaknesses, they'll find them. People will find them. There's such good coaches everywhere. And uh, they really have their work cut out for them now to just, you know, finish with some respectability, move up a couple slots in the Big Ten, and then, you know, have a good weekend in Minnesota. So um, it's going to – but it's going to be hard because I think they are banged up a little bit now. And they have had opportunities before and they couldn't do them. So now they got to make the most of them. Stranger things have happened, but it's getting – Every week I say that, and it gets tougher every week. John Beeline joining us on the Huge Show. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, also in studio. You watched the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday night. Uh, your thoughts on the Wolverine side? Yeah, I think to echo Coach's point, they played a really good first half. They were in the ball game, and it seemed like there was a little momentum there, but then they came out in the second half, and Looked a little flat, and so um, I'm not sure what's going on in Ann Arbor. If it's the coaching, if it's just not being able to string together the players to to play a complete game, 
but it's just I said this weeks ago, it just seems like there's something off there. And I'm not sure not sure what it is. Well, what's not showing up on a stat sheet, guys, and I heard conversation about Rick Patino with thirteen new players, the coach at St. John's, John, that when you bring a bunch of guys together who haven't played together, matter of fact, Juwan still had an open scholarship they couldn't fill just because of timing and what was available. Yeah. And you're trying to compact an off season to get these guys to play as a team and then start a year where Howard did miss some games, and I'm making an excuse, have Martelli running the show, Howard comes back, then you hit yeah. streaks where you're losing. I, I, one thing that's not being talked about enough, and I think Patino went off on it a little bit after St. John's loss, uh, I think it was Sunday or Monday night, this transfer portal where you have to turn to it, you're rolling the dice on what type of team you're going to have. Absolutely. I, I think um, more important than now, one of the things that allowed us to make have that great decade, that last 10 years that I was there, was we, we, we had an in, incredible culture where guys, most guys stayed and prospered and grew over those four years. Now more than ever, that's got to be everybody's point of emphasis with any program because I think people will leave a team and transfer – Pretty easy. Uh, John Beeline, head coach at Michigan. I think we just lost him. I think it's Selma did that. I think so, too. We so, actually, him. we're going to play huge theater, and Josh Garvey from the Thespian Society of Grand Rapids <laughs> uh, will play John Beeline and finish off his question. And it's really the same question I was going to ask you, where – trying to put together a team full of transfers. Mel Tucker, we watched it implode. Worked for him one year because of Kenneth Walker. Okay, let's be honest. Right. All right. It, it did not work after that. It didn't. And and I think he was just the NIL and the money now that's in college sports. There's a different dynamic now, and it makes you wonder, what does that look like, too, if you're a coach? How do you, how do you get through it, right? How do you balance that? All right, hold on. I think uh, Coach Beeline is back. Uh, Coach Beeline in our Thespian Society is playing Donnie Dialtum. <laughs> he was done for the day. <laughs> his phone might—he might be in a bad area where it rang, it came back. So now the big question on the new game show that's taken over America: Will the third time be a charm uh, with John Beeline? The Beeline one's going no, but to it, it, it's a transfer portal. It's NIL, where where guys are getting paid, and it's I. It, if you first want money, then is it really about winning? And if you're getting transfers from all these schools, guys who haven't been friends where, yeah, it might click like it did for one year with Tucker, but then it's a train wreck the next two years. I think that's a hard thing to balance as a coach. That's today. why I think a lot of these coaches are getting out of college. I do too. I think it's it's harder than it ever has been. Um, so for Juwan, you know, uh, in his defense, I think that's been a difficult uphill battle for him is – the transfers, the money, the NIL, all of those things. And just like with Hunter Dickinson, right, leaving for Kansas, it's it was all about money, right? And so that's a hard balance, huge. That's a really hard balance. Well, the transfer, the NIL, re-recruiting your players. You know, uh, Eric Zane's going to try and get John Beeline back up. Thank you, Eric, uh, producer. 
An Eric Zane show. Superflies uh, in the islands. Super, I mean, no, he's he's, uh, he's on. The, this is him and his dad and friends. Hey. They're in the Rattlesnake Club of Michigan, and they're out in Arizona on a week long rattlesnake hunt. Hey, good for him. Yeah, I mean, why? I, I think I want to stick my hand between a bunch of rocks in Arizona. <laughs> see if old Mister Rattler's there. Hopefully, he comes. Maybe home. a whole den of snakes. <laughs> hope I hope he home. has use of both hands because again, I we welcome that. If he loses a hand because of venom, he still will be the producer. Yeah. <laughs> Hope okay. he comes home. Hope he comes. All right, home. I just won't double high five, <laughs> but he still will be our. He still will be our uh, producer now. Uh, John Beeline already joins the show in progress. How you doing, Coach? Yes, I am. Uh, I'm here. We yeah, lost you. It happens. It's live radio. It's mobile. It, 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 it happens. I don't know what happened, but I'm back. I'm back. You're back. Guess who's back? Back again. John Beeline. All right, so the question I was asking you, and I talked about Patino and 13 new guys, and Juwan uh, with what he's had, what he's lost, uh, the transfer portal, NIL, re-recruiting your players. A lot of guys are getting out of college, and they're either just retiring or they're going uh, to the pros. Your thoughts on a coach today? If you if you're John Beeline in today's climate, how do you get a team on the same page where you can have a productive season? Yeah, I I, w- I am not a fan of the new coach coming in and saying I'm starting over. We're getting 13 new guys. You know the Deion Sanders, the Rick Pitino. Uh, there's so many situations that I took over, like when I had nine different coaching jobs where it was the retention of talent was the most important thing that you have to do. And they have, without, you know, if a guy wants to leave, he's got to leave. But I think you got to put him in such a situation of a culture of a family that he, he doesn't want to leave. And he's not going to even look at other offers because he likes where he is right now. And it's not always going to be a hundred percent, but boy, you get a, you get a guy that's been around that knows the school and do everything you can to keep him. And then if you need to, you need to get a transfer, you need to go get a couple if you have some people leave. But other than that, you need to continue to grow this thing, find good freshmen uh, that, that will grow over time. Tell them you're going to give them opportunities, but they got to earn it. Wouldn't be much of a change for us. We had a transfer every year, but maybe now we'd have two. But we wouldn't go that full route, uh, Bill. I don't think it's smart. Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Dorn Mayhew's GR office, joining us. You can look at the difference between trying to piece together a team through NIL and transfers versus what Izzo had Saturday night. You look at a recruiting class that contributed. You looked at veterans that contributed. Now, moving forward, will that change for Izzo? But I know for a fact, publicly and privately, just what John said, Izzo told his staff or people connected he doesn't want to go beyond two transfers in any one season. Can't say I blame him. It's hard to build a unit. It's hard to build a culture. You can't build a culture if you, if you're flipping half the roster. If you're doing Patino at thirteen or uh, Juwan this year, you just can't. You really can't. It's it, it makes that coach's job very very difficult, and I I don't see how that would be possible with a basketball team that has what maybe fifteen players. That's a tough tough battle. There was, there was something I noticed, Josh and John, that during that game on Saturday night, when there were huddles, State was too deep. The whole team's lined up. It looked very organized. It looked like college basketball in a big rivalry game. 
And I looked over when they showed the camera with Juwan, and the assistants aren't there. Two players look like they're standing here, two over here. It, it, it kind of showed me when you're taking a bunch of guys who haven't played a long time together, there's just not that gelling mechanism. Now it's getting late in the game. You, you haven't scored in the last four minutes. It was seven minutes in a row. That is tough to pick up in game as a team and as a coaching staff. You you just have to be so intentional today. But, I mean, as I said, look at the record that we had in everything, especially in March, when you're intentional about building culture every day, of making that a priority. Um, that is that's so helpful. That gets you – culture wins every time. And t- you need talent, but culture wins. And that's something that every coach, I think – is try, tries to do, but it is tough if you have a rotating roster, and that 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 happens when you know any of the, any of the down years that we had, there was probably attrition to the NBA, and it was there's some guys that we recruited that we didn't think Nick Stauss was going to be Player of the Year in his, his sophomore year. Uh, there's no way that you would you would think Jordan Poole, you know, would do what he did after in his sophomore year. It's it's just it's hard to predict that. But that's why you you, you got to work hard at that. Be intentional about your culture and how you build it daily, daily. John Beeline, former head coach at Michigan, also with the Cavs and the NBA, Pistons uh, senior uh, instructor, and also now on the Big Ten Network weekends uh, with hoops coverage. Uh, joining Josh Garvey, managing shareholder of the Dorn Mayhew GR office. Josh, uh, you watch a lot of and go to games, Michigan and Michigan State. Why has there been such a difference in the second half of those two Michigan-MSU games on the Spartan side that favored them? On the Spartan side, um, they just seem to go into the locker room and reset, right? It's like they've got a good culture there, and you you feel that from the start of the game to the end, at least I do, um, witnessing some of those games in person and on TV um, and as a fan of the game. I think – He's got a great culture there. He just said it a few minutes ago. He's got the seniors. He's got uh, some some freshmen coming up. Um, they, they've just had a good mix of guys there that have been there. And and Izzo, I think, has been um, building that culture for, for his whole career at Michigan State. And so to answer your question, I think that Tom is able to go back into that locker room, and I think that he's got everybody engaged from the assistants all the way down the line, every player Everybody on that bench is engaged in what's going on in that game. Hence why you said on that camera roll, I noticed the same thing. Everybody was up. Everybody was looking. Everybody was engaged in what was happening. They were locked in. That's Uh, the difference. uh, John, uh, you're there in the Big Ten studios on the Big Ten Network. Uh, You see a lot of college basketball. You coach a lot of college basketball, all levels. Uh, Your thoughts on the difference right now where we sit with Michigan State rolling and I think, what is it, 13 and four in the last 17 going into the Iowa game uh, tonight. What's the biggest difference, you think, between Michigan and Michigan State hoops right now? Well, I, I, let me just tell you, I said this about a month ago when there was we had a lot of naysayers about Michigan State. And I said, they're playing the toughest part of their schedule. When their schedule changes, they're going to be a better team. And that's exactly what's happened now, that they they've had some great wins with those games were at home with the Illinois win, et cetera. Uh, and that's sort of what's got them going, but I've already spoken enough about Michigan. I think 
they're, they're, they have some holes right now they're trying to fill, and it's, and it's really hard. So, uh, but Michigan, Michigan State is who they are. Their record will be a good one. I don't think they're good enough to win the Big Ten championship in the regular season and go on that run. Uh, but they are good enough to get into the NCAA tournament and uh, have some fun in March. You know, it's interesting. Michigan, the the Big Ten tournament will be their postseason, will be their NCAA tournament. The question is, if you're Izzo in Michigan State, based on what you do starting tonight with Iowa and East Lansing, John, does every coach go into the Big Ten tournament and say, man, I want to win this thing, I want another trophy, or do you know the NCAA tournament is less than a week away, and you want to save legs for the big dance. How, how do coaches look at that? I, I think every coach wants to win it. They're just having had success there a couple of times, um, it's it's when you when you um, when you win that Big Ten championship like we did in seventeen and eighteen. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing better. I mean, and then you right after you win, you walk in. Uh, and in an hour, you know, you're in the NCAA tournament and, you, and you're back to work again. So everybody likes that. But if you're going to lose in that tournament, it's probably pretty good to lose early. To lose on Friday or Saturday so that you can get your legs back because you might be playing Thursday. You might be playing Wednesday. And to get regroup, it's pretty good. But uh, if you're a good team, you lose. It, you, you don't want to lose. But when, when you are in the NCAA tournament, there's that. That's how basically most of those teams are judged. Uh, regular season championship and the uh, did you get to the NCAA tournament? And then how far did you go? John, when you guys had to wear the practice unis, that was after uh, the plane crash, and you went to I think DC, if I'm not yep. wrong. Did you yep. win that? Did you win that Big Ten conference tournament? We won that one? Yes, we won yes. that one. Yes. Mm. Uh, that's one of the. That was a, that's a goosebump one. I was trying to remember. I know the. I know you got to the yeah. championship, and it was right after uh, what was uh, the hand of God uh, on everybody in that plane, and you went yeah, there. Thank God. And had and had the practice uniforms, and you <laughs> won the Big Ten tournament. Mm. Yeah, that was that was a, 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 as memorable weekend as I've ever had in coaching, and I will never forget it. And then. Right after that, we had we had to go beat Brad Underwood in Oklahoma State and Rick Pitino in Louisville. We went did that too. Mm. It was an amazing group of players, and and then but then again we had to regroup. DJ Wilson went to the uh, at, to the NBA, and uh, Derek and uh, Zach graduated, and we had to plug new players in, and we were good enough that next year to go win it again uh, with a different group. But once again, we had the culture, we had returning players. Uh, made a big difference. Yeah, I remember that following week, I think it was, I talked to you and Matt Shepard was the Michigan radio play-by-play voice, and you guys described what happened in the plane going down that runway. And yeah. uh, that that was, uh, you said you're holding your Never wife's hand. I think again. your wife was with yeah. you, and Shepard's yeah. thinking about his kids and his wife. And yeah. if you look at the photos, yeah. you guys were... That that was a uh, building to yeah. your left, the berm and the hill down into the yeah, yeah. creek. That was uh, that was an act yeah. of God in a positive way, and you got to we applaud the pilots, right? Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, we were blessed. Unbelievable. We were blessed. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, Coach Beeline joining us uh, each and every Tuesday, presented by Dorn Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms, world headquarters 
in Troy, Michigan. Josh Garvey heads up their GR office just off the S-curve in downtown Grand Rapids on the west side of the state. So when you look at Michigan, I, I just don't see enough, Josh, for this team to go win the Big Ten tournament. I just don't see it. I don't see it either. I could see State winning, and I really could. I could too. Right. I could see State, Purdue, maybe Illinois. Right. I don't. Who I, else is playing well? Nobody. I mean, uh, quietly, Rutgers and Maryland and Ohio State with a coaching change, right, after knocking off Purdue. Uh, I, John, who's your uh, – it would be Purdue is the easy because they have a shot at a one, I think at worst a two seed come Selection Sunday. Who, who, who's a sleeper team or a team you really like in the Big Ten tournament? Well, Rutgers – I don't think Rutgers, Rutgers could make a run because they defense travels. And this kid, Jeremiah Williams, that they have that's now healthy right now has made a huge difference for them. Wisconsin's got a stop. Wisconsin's had enough adversity in, in February to really play well in March. You do need adversity in February to play well in March. I'm convinced of that. Otherwise – you get surprised and you're done. The tournament's in Minnesota, so you know they're they're seven and seven in this league, and they've beat everybody in the barn. So who knows if that crowd gets bigger and bigger and starts showing up, they make a run. What they do, but nor, nor, the, all the teams at the top, the four, you know, the 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 ones that have separated themselves: Wisconsin, Michigan State, Northwestern, Illinois, and Purdue. Obviously, they all can win it. But I, I nobody wants to play Rutgers. I'll tell you that. Maryland's very talented, so we'll see what happens. It'll be exciting. What uh, Big Ten team, or teams plural, have the best chance of getting to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament? Uh, I think our top four do right now, Purdue, Illinois, Northwestern, and Michigan State. Um, With Wisconsin, certainly having a possibility. They just got to... They got to get some things going together, though. They got to find ways to, to stop double penetration and also uh, get their feet in the paint uh, and score from there. People aren't giving help off their shooters, and nobody can get by anybody, so they're a little stuck right now. So, but but those the top four teams are the ones that I think they get done with the Big Ten tournament. They can win and get to Sweet Sixteen, and then then it's all about match. It's really all about matchups the whole time. You just got to get matched with teams you can beat. Uh, the style is perfect for you because uh, you could run into somebody that just really isn't a good matchup for you. Josh, who do you like to win more than one game in the NCAA tournament from the Big Ten? I think Michigan State right now. I think they're my front runner to, to make a run again. I think that this is comfortable territory. Even in front of Purdue? They, I do. I think the senior leadership there, they, they've got the right mix, the coach, They've got the culture, the team. I just I like their mix right now. There's young guys coming off the bench with energy. I like MSU to make a little bit of a run here. All right, before we're done, uh, Josh, at the end last week, Coach Beeline said, Josh, I'd like you to ask me a question. Think of a question yeah. you want to ask uh, the leader, the mentor, the man, not a myth, because he's a living legend, John Beeline. <laughs> yeah. All right, what's your question for Coach? I got a question for Coach for sure. I did my homework, so... This one is, uh, Coach, we know that we, you share a love for Michigan basketball and you you brought a, a strong culture in to a, a group that had struggled for a while in basketball. We were a football school. We've heard you talk about some of that on air with the facilities and 
how Coach Izzo invited you up for a tour. What does Michigan basketball have to do heading into next year and maybe even the year after? What are some things to get that John Beeline culture back that we had um, to, to compete again on the national level? Because you certainly had us there. And what are, you, what, what are some things you think we have to do to get Michigan basketball back to that playing stage? Boy, that's a tough one because I'm not, you know, in the inner circle there to be able to say things. But I think what I already talked about is retention of players is really important. Whoever has eligibility to come back, we're very much at making sure that they understand they're wanted the next year and, and try to develop them in the next and then try to plug some plug a, plug a hole or two with a transfer portal. And then get some fresh. We got to get some freshmen. I shouldn't be saying we. They have to get some freshmen uh, that can also come and and go with the and grow with the program. There's so many good freshmen out there now because of the transfer portal. And get back to that. You know the way we've had good teams in recent years. Um, in 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 Juwan's tenure as well, where we had developing players. We had players that had been there for two or three years. The Eli Brooks that couldn't get on the court as a freshman. Uh, very little, and then he was a, he was the glue that made them go his senior year. Got to get that mix of all those, and and I'm I'm sure they're aware of it, and we'll try to do their best. John Beeline, good stuff today, my man. Each and every week during the five p.m. hour, presented by one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms, Doran Mayhew, based in Troy, Michigan. Uh, Josh Garvey handles uh, the Grand Rapids office, managing shareholder here. In West Michigan, solid conversation. Uh, Coach, we'll talk soon. Let's talk next week. All right, yeah. Let's do it next week. Like a coach, right. fire me up. I'm ready next week. Let's go. All right, thank you, John. Go. All right, see you guys. Bye. Yeah, great question uh, from Josh Garvey. There was one thing I did want to leave with, and this is from the Wolverine Corner. Somebody has you know a Twitter page where mm-hmm. they comment on Michigan basketball mm-hmm. and – and it talks about the era with Juwan. Yes. And I understand, Coach, you know, being a former coach, he can't, you know, he's not there, can't speak for everything uh, going on. But uh, this from the Wolverine Corner was uh, very interesting. In 2022, coming off an Elite Eight the year prior, Juwan Howard barely snuck in to the NCAA tournament as 11 seed. That team had a former All-American and four future NBA draft picks. In 2023, coming off a down year, Juwan Howard missed the NCAA tournament and lost to Vanderbilt in a horribly coached game in the NIT at the end. That team had a former All-American and two first-round NBA draft picks. It was the first time Michigan had missed the NCAA tournament since 2015. This season, coming off a missed NCAA tournament last year, Juwan Howard has led Michigan to one of the worst seasons in the history of the program. During the season, Juwan Howard ran his longtime and well-respected strength and conditioning coach out of town and issued one of the most laughable suspensions I have ever seen to Doug McDaniel, row games only. The program is in a free fall. There's no culture, identity, or respect left. What John Beeline built is gone. There's not one logical reason to retain Juwan Howard. It's over. Mm. I, I thought the facts stated there. 
If, if, if I was Judge Huge, which the TV pilot's working on right now, I'm having some anger issues <laughs> arguing with people, but we're working on Judge Huge, uh, I would say that is a great closing statement on the state of Michigan basketball right now. Sounds like we've got a leadership issue. That's obvious. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Great question to coach. Thank you. Always good to have you in the studio. Thank you very much. All right, Josh Garvey, managing shareholder for Doran Mayhew, one of the world's top accounting CPA and business firms each and every Tuesday during the 5 p.m. hour. We talk hoops with Josh, Coach Beeline, and myself.